Good evening, folks. Steve C. here. Dice Roll Zine Podcast. It is Friday, May the 11th, 2018. Um, this is my first podcast. I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing here, so bear with me. Um, I don't really know why I'm doing this, other than uh, I think it might be kind of fun. Uh, I've been listening to a couple of guys I know online, um, Jason Hobbs, Tim Shorts. They have uh, podcasts as well. Um, Tim's is Gothridge Manor, and Jason Hobbs does um, kind of a regular gaming podcast, Hobbs and Friends of the OSR, and he also does Random Screed here on uh, Anchor which is what I'm using as well. Um, so, yeah, so I've been listening to these guys, and I'm kind of digging what they're doing. I like the interactiveness of it, the ability to get people to call in and leave their opinions and stuff like that. It seems like a, a pretty cool thing to do. So I figured I'd dive right in without thinking about it too much, planning it too much, and just... What the fuck? Give it a try. So this podcast, Dice Roll Zine, um, will primarily be about the old school renaissance, as it's called. Uh, Dice Roll Zine is the name of my OSR zine that I put out. I've got one issue right now. Um, Second one forthcoming sometime soon. And hopefully many more after that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it'll be about OSR gaming stuff, my zine in particular, and probably some other random stuff too. Um, I'm a new dad. I have an 11-month-old son, so I'll probably be talking about dad stuff from time to time. And um, I'm a big heavy metal fan, so I'm sure I'll probably talk about heavy metal there. You might be able to hear a little bit of Black Sabbath in the background here. I hope it doesn't sound too shitty. It's a little Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm getting kind of rambly, so sorry. I don't really know what I'm doing here. So this first um, episode, um, I kind of scribbled down a couple of notes here. I figured I was going to talk about something real simple uh, to start things off. Maybe... You know, something like rolling ability scores, which is in role-playing games and in OSR kind of stuff, old-school D&D, that kind of game. Um, Rolling ability scores is generally the first step of creating a character. So I figured, why not start at the beginning? This is my first podcast. It kind of made sense. I think there's a theme there. I don't fucking know. But I'm going to roll with it. So, rolling ability scores. Uh, There's all different kinds of ways to do it. I'm sure everyone out there in gaming land has their favorite method. Um, What I'm going to do here is I'm just going to kind of go through the books that I got um, and see what different kind of ability score generation methods there are. I figure I'll kind of start with original D&D. then I'll move on to maybe Holmes Basic and Basic Expert D&D. 
And then from there, I'll move on to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe then we'll, after that, we'll just go with um, some other OSR type clone games. Excuse me, just taking a sip of water there. I'm not used to talking into a microphone like this all by myself, carrying the load here, so to speak. So bear with me. All right, so we're rolling ability scores. Original Dungeons and Dragons, three die six. Uh, typically in order. I don't recall that that was actually in the books, but I think that's pretty much how everybody did it way back in the 70s. So uh, your six ability scores, uh, your strength, intelligence, wisdom, constitution, dexterity, charisma, roll three die six. And uh, the ability scores didn't have too much variation in terms of modifiers and things like that. I don't really want to get into ability score modifiers and stuff too much. So, uh, <coughs> oh my goodness, excuse me, I got a scratchy throat. So, I won't distract myself too much with the different modifiers and different things with the ability scores. So, original D&D, you've got three die six. I think, um, if I recall correctly, it was Greyhawk Book 4, um, which introduced percentile strength. So if you've got a fighter with a strength score of 18, I believe you rolled percentile dice after that to get various modifiers. Uh, next after that, I think there was a there was an additional thing in Eldritch Wizardry, book six or seven, was that? Book six, um, with psionic potential, I think, which was um, if you had a certain wisdom or, or intelligence or something like that, there was like a 10% chance or something you had uh, 90 or higher or 91 or higher or something like that, you got some psionic potential. If, um, let me grab my book here, just so I'm not talking out of my ass. There we go. Unmodified score 15 or more intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, they may elect to check their psionic ability in addition if they have opted to be human. Psionic ability is determined by rolling percentile dice. A score of 91 or greater indicates that the character has the ability. So there you go. Psionic potential. So three dice six, typically in order. Uh, in Greyhawk, yeah, got percentile strength added, um, which gave you greater hit probability and damage and weight allowance and open doors and all that kind of fun stuff if you were a fighter. And then in Eldritch Wizardry, you had psionic potential. If you had a 15 or higher in intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. So that's basically rolling ability scores in original Dungeons & Dragons. Three dice six. There wasn't a whole lot of variation there. Now everybody had their own house rules and all kinds of crap like that. But I'm just kind of going with the books right now. So, um, Holmes, D&D. Holmes Edition. Um, basically, the ability scores were determined by 3 die 6 again. 
I don't think that was kind of different with Holmes. Uh, basic D&D was that you could adjust the ability scores. So you could raise a character's uh, ability scores in a prime requisite by lowering scores um, of your other, lowering your other ability scores. Um, so we got some examples here. Just grabbing my book. So we've got magic users and clerics can reduce their strength scores by three points and add one to their prime requisite for every three. Fighting men, clerics, halflings, and dwarves can reduce their intelligence by two points and add one to their prime requisite for every two. Fighting men, halflings, and dwarves can reduce their wisdom by three points, and magic users can reduce it by two to gain one point for their prime requisites. Thieves can raise their dexterity score by lowering intelligence two points and wisdom one point for each additional point of dexterity. Constitution and charisma cannot be altered, and dexterity cannot be reduced. And in no case can any ability be lowered below 9. So, Holmes basic Dungeons and Dragons, we've got 3 dice 6 plus adjust. That is the basic ability score generation method that we have in there. And it's pretty much the same in uh, Moldvay Edition, Basic and Expert Dungeons and Dragons, you've got um, three die six as well, and you can adjust one's prime requisite by lowering the scores of some of the other ones, similar to Holmes D&D. I think the below nine rule still applies and in basic and expert D&D and as well, it's two for one or something like that. But at any rate, that's what we've got for homes and basic expert Dungeons and Dragons. Very similar to original D&D with the addition of adjusting ability scores, your prime requisites by lowering some other ability scores. And then we've got the big change advanced Dungeons and Dragons or the some of the crazy methods that they've got in advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So I just happen to have my advanced D&D Dungeon Master's Guide with me here for some help with this one. So we've got the ability score methods one through four for advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, method one, we've got all scores are recorded and arranged in the order the player desires. Four die six are rolled, and the lowest die is discarded. Now, these um, generation methods are obviously in addition to three die six in order. So, the first one, four die six, drop the lowest, and um, arrange as desired. I think which was pretty a pretty common one that most people kind of used when they got into Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. But at any rate, Method 2, we've got all scores are recorded and arranged as in Method 1. Three die six are rolled 12 times, and the highest six scores are retained. So, we don't have the 46, obviously, but we've got the three die six 12 times, and you keep the six best. So 
there you have that one. Method three, we've got even more dice rolling involved in method three. You've got three dice six are rolled six times for each ability. And then the highest score in each is retained. So you're rolling a heck of a lot of dice there. And odds are you're probably going to get a half decent score in uh, some of your abilities. Anyway. Now, method four in advanced D&D, we've got three dice six are rolled sufficient times to generate the six ability scores in order for 12 characters. The player then selects the single set of scores which he or she finds most desirable, and these scores are noted on the character record sheet. So there you go, method four. You've got 12 characters worth of ability scores and you choose the single set which you find most attractive basically so those are your four alternate methods in ad and d besides three dice six uh, for generating ability scores now in in the osr clone games um there's well first of all there's so many different osr kind of clonish dnd type games out there um i'm not familiar with most of them but i i'm kind of familiar with some of the more common ones like osric and swords and wizardry labyrinth lord basic fantasy role-playing and they all pretty much have some variation of three dice x for ability scores um they're pretty traditional that way uh there's some other games out there which which have different ones i've heard other people talking about different types of ability score generation it's a topic that comes up on g plus a few folks are on there uh, from time to time with all kinds of crazy ability score generating methods um one of the another common one i've seen is two die six plus six for each ability score so basically you're going to get a range of uh what's that going to be that's going to be 8 to 18. so odds are you're probably getting something you know um <clears throat> in the 13 to 14 range at least with those, those kind of ability scores that that generation method um so yeah so there you have it basically that's kind of the different methods for rolling ability scores and kind of your old school dungeons and dragons games Everybody kind of knows that. Um, I just wanted to pick a topic that was kind of familiar and easy. And uh, it's the first step in creating a character. So I figured it kind of fit, like I said earlier, for my first podcast topic. So plus it kind of gave me a little bit of an anchor, uh, no pun intended, um, to help keep me, uh, you know, online or on track here because i'm kind of rambling into a microphone and it's a bit of an awkward thing to do if you don't really do it very often um so having a subject was kind of cool and um kind of going through some of my books here was uh, kind of helped me along so anyway if uh i guess i might as well say my favorite ability score generation method I mean, it is my podcast. I might as well talk about my opinions, right? <laughs> okay, so 
I've kind of forgot about that part, eh? So um, my favorite method is three dice six, arrange as desired. Pretty classic. There's not much, you know, that, that it's just, it feels comfortable. It's like, you know, it's easy to do. And I kind of like, you know, the older school mentality behind that. You know, you could have, you know, a fairly decent chance of getting low score and uh, or middle to low score and a fairly decent chance of getting a middle score. And, a, you know, I mean, not much of a chance of getting a really high score. Um, but yeah, three dice, six, arrange as desired. You know, it's not totally super old school, I guess you could say. It's not stringent like some people are with three dice, six in order, that's it. Um, and then pick your class from there. But it ties in with my kind of thinking on how you create your characters, which is sort of, you know, kind of have some sort of concept when you're, when you're making it. But um, anyway, that's my favorite method. So if you guys or anyone listening to this out there in the wilderness of internet land, if you've got a favorite character gener ability score generation method that uh, you want to share, feel free to call in and uh, let me know. And um, we can go from there. So I'd just like uh, to thank anybody who listens to this. I don't have any clue who will. Uh, I don't even know how to get this out there and kind of spread the word. So I'll just kind of fumble my way along doing that. But, um, but yeah, so I'm hitting close to 18 minutes now. So I think I've rambled on long enough about ability scores without really saying much. So thanks for listening. This is Steve C. Dice Roll Zine Podcast, May 11th, 2018. Cheers. Fucking metal!